Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 336 of the Mail Right Show. That's right. You heard that correctly. We've done this 336 times. There's... Eh, well, I, ha- I have, Robert. Look. Yeah, well, pure insanity. I've done it about 150 times. Yes, you have. John has done it 336 times. So we're excited to have you today. What we're going to be talking about is a subject that we talked about before, but we do like to renew it, refresh it, talk about it again every so often, which is why would you want to own a real estate website? Should you own a real estate website? Should you own a real estate website? What are the advantages, the pros and cons to owning a real estate website? These and many more questions we're going to dive into like uh, with a lot of enthusiasm. But before we do, um, I'm going to give chance uh, John a chance to speak to, and introduce himself to anybody that might be new. And for those of you who already know John, um, do me a favor. Uh, if you are in the beginning, I've been giving out John's information a lot lately to people. Oh, thanks, Rob. Um, he needs to, he should be on your stop if you're in the early stages or, of doing website research. So, um, John, if somebody didn't want to look you up, how would they do that? I'll just go to mail-right.com, mail-right with a hyphen.com. And you can book a free demo with me or Adam, who helps out with, with MailRight. All right. So, guys, um, today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about um, the pros and cons of owning your own real estate website. And every every time that we've ever gone on this and done this, you know, Newsflash, shocker. John and I both say you should own your site, right? So so, so there you go. Is that the oh, end of the show, Robert? Shall we wrap it up? Yeah. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. You all are great. We appreciate the 10 seconds that you gave us today. Have That's our answer. Day. You should have your own website. And Robert's had a, <laughs> Robert's had a rough couple of days with his technology, <laughs> so he wants to go off anyway. But, uh, Robert, no. Um, sorry, Robert. So... It, but but here's here's where John and I are joking, but I do want to approach this conversation differently, John. I, I really do. I don't we've 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 talked about this in the past. Does everybody need to own their website? No. Should everybody own their own website? In my opinion, no. I don't actually think that every single real estate agent should own their own website. I think there's a lot of people that would get a lot of value out of Squarespace or Wix or any other number. Oh, yeah, of I think we've got to quantify it. So what you mean by own your – what I think you, what you've just meant to say, and I'm talking for you, is you. that you shouldn't have your own IDX website. Is that – because I think, I think everybody needs a, a website and but if it's just you're just talking about you know two to three really nice looking pages that have a about us page and a home page and and maybe some other page and a contact form yeah do it on squarespace do it uh, um you can do it still do it on wordpress you got there's a lot of op- wix there's a lot of options but i i do think any agent that's serious, even if they're being provided a page on a brokerage website, you still need something. But if you're talking about, but then the next stage is, do you need a website that is what I would put in commas, 
the real bee's knees. You know, it's your website plus it's got IDX. So what do you think of what, what I've just said, Robert? Well, I think I think you were right to correct me on saying, okay, like what do you mean by owning your owning a site? You're getting into the real basic definition. So, John, when I'm talking about owning a site, I mean you can take it with you, you can leave, you can go someplace with it, which means that Squarespace, <coughs> Wix, all those sites, that's not owning your own site in my book. Should you have a website? Should you have a real estate website? Yes, pretty much everybody probably should have a real estate website. But these days, in today's world, something has changed since the last time you and I did this video. Google is really ramping up the relevancy of the Google My Business profile. Every year that we do one of these shows, it's even more relevant than it was the last year. Somebody could technically get away with doing a a Google My Business profile and a strong YouTube channel and skip having a website, in my opinion. Because That's where I disagree with you because I think... I think the ownership, obviously you don't own it on Squarespace, but if we're just talking about three to four pages of content, you can take a Word Word document and you can take that content and the graphics. If you're talking about um, really investing a lot of time and effort on a blog, on evergreen content, yes, You really don't want to do that on Squarespace, Wix, or any kind of website where it's not clear that it's easily moved somewhere else, that the the graphics, the text, the core functionality, you own it, and there's the technical ability to move it to another hosting area. But if we're just talking about three or four pages... I think as a real estate agent, obviously you've got to work with your brokerage. It's a it's a partnership, a bit like this podcast. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, the you're an independent subcontractor as an agent, and I think you do need a digital area where you own the domain and it, you own that area. Well, fair enough. John, I think you lost about half of our audience. Yeah, I probably did. Of I did. evergreen content, owning your own domain, you went deep. So I'm I'm going to reiterate. If your brand, uh, my recommendation is different. John and I usually see eye to eye. We do not in this case. Yeah. I think somebody in the first few years of their career, if they really wanted to, they could probably skip having a website. Now, long term, and past the the initial part of your career, and for those of you listening, if you're if you're full time and you've reached a place where your income has exceeded a hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, there's no doubt that in order to get to the next levels, such as three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million, you're going to need websites. You're going to need, and you might even need more than one. It just depends on what you're doing. But for those of you who are brand new, who are who are, and and this is the vast majority of real estate in general, John, eighty percent of the industry is people that make between thirty and sixty thousand and are not full time. Eighty percent—that's a big number. So that eighty percent, do they all need a website? In my opinion, no, they don't. Like, but should they be doing something to promote themselves, market themselves online, digitally? Well, Yes. This, this is where we disagree because <laughs> if you're between 30 and 60, I'm a digiati. 
Um, I judge people by their web presence. I've been in the web industry for the past 15 years. And if I was hiring, thinking of hiring agent to sell one of the one of the most important assets that I had, or I was looking for that agent to help me, advising me to buy a property, and they didn't have a reasonable website, I probably wouldn't hire them. Okay. And, but that's and, me. That's me, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's fair. I think that uh, for those of you listening and watching the show, I think that more and more people are making decisions off tools that they've never made decisions off before. So here's what I think, and 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 it, this is just a percentage of the the audience that's buying homes. It's not all of them, or even close to all of them. But I think that a lot of the people out there searching for homes are leaning more heavily on video. And they're skipping entirely. Now, are is anybody skipping the search process? No. But as all of you already know, there's some commoditized real estate websites out there that are hard to beat in terms of the search experience. That's truly as a people are still using their sites. <laughs> people are still making their purchases off them. There are a lot of people that prefer not to do that. The vast majority of people that use the site prefer not to do that. So where are they going? They might search for a home on Zillow but find somebody somebody using like video or Instagram. The the longer that we go, the the more years that go by, John, the more customers, clients, and and other people that are telling me that they're doing more and more business off ancillary services, especially ones that leave lean heavily on video. That's Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So for right now, and it could eventually gen- like be more relevant in LinkedIn and Pinterest. I personally would love to hear from you listeners. Haven't heard too many stories about end users who are searching for homes, finding people on LinkedIn or Pinterest. I just haven't heard it. Yeah, but I think it's kind of, I think why we're disagreeing a little bit is it's, there's a lot to this. There's a um, this is a multiple. Um, it's like it's linked to a figure. I can't remember if I read it for on Ingman or where I got it, but I, I understand there's a figure that seventy percent of people selling their home, they hire the first agent that they actually interview, they contact the first agent that they contact, they hire. And I'm gobsmacked at that um, because I, I, unless I had a really strong, great experience with the previous agent and the agent had bothered to keep in contact with me, give me like a yearly touch on the shoulder, you know, which most agents are terrible at, We've got to be honest here. Uh-huh. Um, but the figure was that 70% of people selling their home or buying a home, the first agent they have contact with, they hire. Um, I don't know where I got that. I got it from a, uh, from a, a industry source. I will find in, my, in the show notes where I got it from. But I, I, just, see, um, I just see your website... Because I would, I would, I would find free agents, and I would check them out. How do I check them out? 
Well, I check them out. I check their websites out first. Then I, they should have testimonials on those websites. They should have a decent About Us page so I know something about the agent. They should have a video on their About Us page. Um, all the basic things that we have endlessly talked about on this show for the past one year plus. Um, that's why I feel it's important that your agent has their own website. Got it. Well, I think on this one, we're just going to have to disagree. We spent, we spent a fair amount of the early part of the show already discussing this. We're now 12 minutes and 57, 60 seconds in, and I want to use the next 120 seconds to talk about what your options might be. So we've already, we, John and I have already said, okay, Here's the pros and cons in our each of our individual opinions about about owning a website. But um, there, there's a lot of things that we always have to talk about with this show. Like, what is ownership? Because there is no such thing as ownership, technically. Um, the digital world is different than the physical world. I can give you a lifetime license to WordPress. So can John. We can each build our little pieces of technology, but we don't we don't own WordPress. Neither John or I own WordPress. So what you're getting is you're getting a lifetime license for somebody that relates to that. That means that you have control. And so when we say ownership, what we really should be saying is how important is website control? In my opinion, that's my opinion, because how important is it that you can move your website around and take it with you? John already pointed out, oh, hey, if you're doing content on the site, then it makes all the sense in the world to want to control. I cannot agree with that more. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go heavy on that and say it would be insane to try to build out content at any kind of high level without having complete 100% autonomous control to your website. That, that extends to all of the vendors that are out there. Now, I know people that are out there. Carlton, I know that you're listening to the show and you're probably laughing and shaking your head. I appreciate that. Uh, John Carlton is somebody that that took some of my concepts, applied them to real estate webmasters, spent a year and a half doing it, and he's killing it in the search engines. But he understands that it's golden handcuffs, and he's probably listening to the show right now. But he, he's making a killing yeah. um, at it. So, yeah, just a, just a quick tip for folks before we go for the break is number one thing. <clears throat> And I, I got another WordPress-based successful business, and it'd be the same on both businesses. Um, you've got to own your domain. And if your agent, that domain should be your first and second name. Um, if it's a popular surname and a proper Christian name, you probably are going to have to add a, another word to it, agent, whatever it is. But your first and second word, then it should be a, a com. And you should buy that domain. And I, I, I think the two places where I would say people where you should register and buy your domain, first of all, never buy it from GoDaddy. Please do not do that. The two I would recommend is either buy it directly from Google um, or um, buy it from cloudflare.com. You can buy your domain from Cloudflare and it will probably cost you $8. They are the two places I would suggest that you register and you buy your domain from. Um, we're going to go to our break. When we come back, I will retort to some of the things that John just said. 
Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back. I've got John giggling. You can't believe the naughty jokes that I told him to make that happen. It's episode number 336. And we are talking about the pros and cons of owning your own real estate website. John just said that he thought that you should own your own domains. He gave a couple of great recommendations about how and where you do that. I do think the same thing you should you should own or control your domains. You should own and control the website if and only if if you start to go down the, the path of SEO or inbound marketing <clears throat> or content marketing, there's a lot of different words that people use, but it only it all basically means the same thing. If John sits down at his desk and then looks at like a digital piece of paper and starts to write on it and then add pictures to it and add videos to it, and then he turns around and looks at a clock and he's been doing that for eight hours. And then he takes that and he puts it someplace online. He should be in control of the place that he puts it online. It yeah. is information. Yeah, but I just want to quantify about the domain. You should, If you're utilizing um, Squarespace or Wix to build a four to six page little mini website just with your about us page, you're not investing enormous energy on a blog. I would never invest enormous energy on a blog on Squarespace or Wix or any of the ID, the solutions aimed at specifically at real estate agents. But I would never buy my domain through Squarespace or Wix because I've had clients come to us and we've had to help them and it is a nightmare getting a domain name released from Wix or Squarespace. So um, you should buy it independently. And if you do decide to use Squarespace or Wix, you can use your independent. There's a, a few little jumps. They, by ease of use, they encourage you to buy it from them. Um, you should not do that. That's another tip. It will save you a lot of aggravation if you decide that you need to move away from Squarespace or Wix. Correct. All right. So I agree with what John just said about moving, you know, moving domains. It could be, it could be a massive pain in the ass. There's no doubt about it. But that's John, John, as usual, went back to the thing that he was talking about and, and ignored entirely what I said. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm going to I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I really apologize. Uh, um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this. So I'm gonna go back to my analogy and try to pick the conversation back up, which is, hey, you put, you take a piece of paper, you put, you do eight hours worth of work, you throw it up online. Um, at that particular moment, once you've done <coughs> anything that I am talking about right now, is content creation. If you do video and you upload it to YouTube. You should have a copy of that digital file on your computer because guess what? The core video that you did is yours. Everybody's gotten used to uploading to YouTube, but guess what? You can upload it to eight different places. 
The important thing is that you have the video file. You control the content. You control the messaging. The same thing is true when it comes to uploading your stuff to websites, except that most of you who've gotten used to as my client Carlton, or actually he's not my client, just, just my, my business acquaintance, my buddy has gotten used to saying is, Oh, I have golden handcuffs. Well, yeah, you've got golden handcuffs. If you, if you take all that time and you upload something to real estate webmasters, but let's say you do what Carlton did. He didn't spend eight hours. My guess is he spent a year and probably four to five hours a week for that year. So we're, we're probably looking at 250 Mm -hmm. to 300 hours is what Mm -hmm. he spent. So now his golden handcuffs include two to 300 hours of his time. He is getting results. So he's got those cannot move the content, cannot move the site. It's beyond golden handcuffs. It's titanium, unbreakable handcuffs. He is done. He is locked into a vendor that does not treat their customers. Well, doesn't matter what, which, by the way, one of one of Morgan's things to do, typically speaking, is he automatically upgrades his clients. That means that they do not get a choice. He just tells you, you have to be upgraded into something else. So whether or not Carlton is going to have that website with all that content, <laughs> my guess is going to be he's got maybe a year or two, and then he's going to get told that he has to automatically upgrade. And then what's going to happen is he's going to be forced to move the content if he does have to move the content, then Morgan is going to. Yeah, it's it's a bit difficult because I, I went on a bit of a. Thanks for being patient with me. I didn't mean to do what I've done, Robert, in this episode. But I think what our agents look, we're talking about the difference between leasing and owning your property. And if you're a real estate agent, you should be able to understand that one. I know. I know we're both into web design, development, SEO, blah, blah, blah. But you should be able to understand. And what what Robert has just described to me is the difference between leasing and ownership. And you should be able to understand that, listeners and viewers. That is true. Uh, this is, a, this is the, the really basic concept which every single person that ever part-time, full-time, it doesn't really matter if, you, if you're in real estate and you're not grabbing on to the concept of the difference between a rental, a lease, and an ownership, then um, you, need to, you need to spend a little bit more time in the educational part of your career before you move on to other things. This is still the same. But, but again, I'm going to go back to what I said at the start of the show, which is not every single person is ready, prepared, very similar to home ownership. Not all of us have properly mentally or emotionally and financially prepared to own a home. The concept, if we're going to use the analogy, actually the analogy does hold true at the higher level of what John and I are talking about. Ownership comes with the same responsibilities in the digital space as it does in the physical space. That just means that whatever's happening on this thing that you own online, you're responsible for it. You got to fix it. That's one of the biggest complaints I get from people that own websites. They have to fix it all the time. They have to worry about securing it. The, the, the analogy between homes and websites is almost perfect because you, you have to lock the gate of your own damn website. You got you to gotta make sure that whatever the appearance is, that's your responsibility too because you, you own it. You don't lease it. You know when you, when you lease a home or you rent a home, Somebody else is responsible for the way that it appears. Ultimately, you may buy the home 
because, or you may rent it because it's really, really pretty, but it's not your job to maintain, maintain it. The same thing is true in the digital space. It's your job to maintain the appearance. It's your job. You get the benefits of ownership though, including and up to being able to sell the website when you're done with it, which very few people in real estate do, which is shocking because hyper-local real estate websites are quite valuable. You can sell them for quite a bit. You can sell them or number number of other places. If it's getting good level of traffic, and it's it's managing to get some conversion or get some information out of that traffic, I would have thought it was have some value. Correct. So um, now we're gonna we're gonna briefly go through the list because John did us a great list of providers. So he said Yloco, Zerpal, Luxury Presence, Real Estate Webmaster, Sarah Interactive, Rogue ACC Agent Pro. But guess what, guys? John only included that list because all those people not only don't offer you control or ownership, they never will. Some of them are egregious in the way that they do things such as maintain control of your information. Boomtown should be added to that list. We've had numerous guests on the show. Well, at least one or two guests on the show that have, that have. I think they're the the worst of the worst, aren't they? they? They've spoken to the complications of moving their own data. So you, you spend all this money, tens of thousands of dollars gathering. That's, that's even that's that's that that's even at a at a level that's we're talking about blog post. We're talking about the actual date, you know, the database, you know, the content contact level. They won't allow. They offer no ability to export it in any file format. That would allow you to import it into some other database. That that's on a higher level than what we've been talking about. Some of the other people, I feel. I don't know what you feel about that. Um, I I think that the point that John and I are trying to make is that is that while we are somewhat crying wolf, we're 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 saying there's a, there is a teeny tiny little like smoke in in a massive field. And maybe it could turn into a fire, maybe. And the the problem that you always have being guys like me and John is that let's say you talk to 90 people on the phone. Well, 85 of them or 86 of them don't have any problems with any of these vendors, which is how these vendors continue to do business. Luxury presence, easy agent pro, real estate webmasters. The, the problem is if you are really super, super, super unlucky and happen to be one of the four people. It isn't a small thing anymore. It's a, a big ass gnarly thing that that literally impacts your business to the point with certain people, yeah. it puts them out of business. Well, let's just put it this way. You rent an unfurnished apartment and you're renting it for one year and you then, you're going to buy a house maybe in a year's time. And so... You go out and you gradually buy nice curtains, nice furniture. You buy it all because you, and you put it in the rental apartment. And when the year ends, the landlord changes the locks on the door and says, You're not going to get any of your furniture, curtains, or anything that you bought. And you say, we can't do that. And he says, well, you signed a lease that said that I could do that. Goodbye. 
That's what we're talking about, isn't it, Robert? That is exactly. That's a, that's actually an incredibly good analogy, and it's it is correct because you can't get you can't get your stuff. You can't you can't access your furniture if it's a business. You can't ask access your business equipment. You don't get your leads. You don't get anything. So John is absolutely one hundred percent accurate, which is why we spend uh, at least once a year, every year, talking about the difference between leasing and ownership, and and once again start to beat that drum about what that means to you as the as the consumer. Most of our competitors will like most of the people that have different opinions, like Wailopo and those guys. They don't really have a different opinion, by the way. I know most of these guys. They understand as well as we do that it's better to own than lease. Okay, they do. But they've built services around the concept of they're, they're going to provide, they want to provide so much value that they justify the, the exchange. The best of the best of the best of my, my co-real uh, estate marketing professionals, they're going to look you dead in the eye and say, oh, no, there's some value in owning. But we do so many cool things for you that that you you know we you we we and, and we we're going to give you such a great exchange it's going to be hard for you to get the same value out of owning because owning is more time consuming it's more it's more troublesome there's not a system in place that's the best argument that they can make against owning really nobody can make the argument that it's not more secure more long term profitable uh it, it, the list of things goes on and on and on, like in terms of all the advantages of owning versus leasing. There is no comparison. Well, so just to end it, um, I think, you know, and, you know, everybody that's listening to this podcast, you need to listen to some of the other episodes of this podcast and then you can make a decision because obviously we're biased. I have my all right. Robert has his business. Robert's really, a, you know, total expert on SEO and content content um and if you're going to use any of these other platforms they're fine as long as you know what you're buying into and I would never never spend time on evergreen content on anything to do with SEO if I was going to do that I'd speak to Robert if you're just going to use that platform and use paid advertisement, either Google Adverts or Facebook, and drive traffic to one of these platforms and accept what Robert has just outlined, that they've got some secret sauce, so it's worth doing the bargain with the devil, you still got to be aware that some of these players, if you ever want to move, all the data that's been collected inside these systems, these websites. They're not exactly websites. They are kind of website applications that they're not going to give you access to the data. So you're going to have to walk away from that as well. But when it comes to any real content evergreen, you'd be creating, you're going to spend a lot of money and time. You need to speak to Robert. Otherwise, you'd be, you need, you're, you're just bonkers because you're spending money and you ever get unhappy or they start messing you around, you've had it. 
Well, thank you for that, John. I really appreciate it. That's very kind of you. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no bonus content today because this guy, the one, this, the one in all black. Actually, no, we're both in all black. Yeah, today. We are. Wow. Okay. We're about to. Uh, that's it. Um, I am slowly taking over the world one person at a time. All right. Uh, because I'm, I'm, I am, I'm beat. I've had a long month. He's had a, he's had a rough couple of days, yeah, listeners last, of years. I've tried to brighten it. I've got a couple of laughs out of him. I've been uh, trying to brighten him up a bit because he's, I can tell he's had a very stressful couple of days. But, yeah, I have. So, but John and, and I are, um, are, are, are so, 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 so very grateful to all of you for tuning in, taking your valuable time, listening to the show. We're going to be doing a lot of really cool things this year with the show. Um, and, and I can't wait for all of you to join us. Uh, we've been doing a lot of, a lot of internal shows, but we're, we're probably gearing up for some cool things. In the future. That's just so been going to me. I, I've been a bit um, lazy about getting guests, but I'll, we will be getting back on the band. But I think we've had, I think we've covered some good stuff on our internal shows, haven't we? Yeah, no, no, no. We, I, I could do internal shows all the time, every day, John. I, I don't really care. It, you know, every now and again we get a guest where I get a little bit starstruck because we, every now and again, manage to find somebody just super, super interesting or cool. We had a couple of my friends on the show, which, by the way, everybody, true facts. Robert Watts, one of our guests from a couple of weeks ago, he's a real life friend, and and I adore the guy. So I got, I got a chance to have fun. John, John was really, really kind and supported. That that idea because I wanted. He was to talk an excellent about guest. Actually, I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff in that episode. Beautiful. So I was really grateful because because I, it was definitely kind of like an outlier. But um, uh, anyway, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, John. If if you'd like somebody to reach out to you, how would you specifically like them to do that? They can just go to the Mel Hyphen Right website. We got it's got some really interesting stuff. We've um, ramped up our video and blogging, and book a demo. And either me and Adam will have the pleasure of showing you the Mel. I am totally impressed in what we've built. Um, it's great value, and uh, we'll be delighted to try and help you. Over to you, Robert. And anybody who's listening, if you want to look up some more information about me, you can do so at inboundrem.com. I, I am, I walk my talk. I have hundreds of pages of great content there. I've got a book that I've written called The Content Money Tree. I've got so much content that you'll you'll have to choose what you want to, to, to dig into first. So thank you everybody for, for, for once again, for the show, it's the last day of the month. Go out there, be big, be productive, and thanks for listening. See you later.